Blog Talk Radio. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third generation minister and business coach. Join Steve and his guests to get answers to your questions and help break through to the next level in your business. Hi, this is Steve. Welcome to another exciting episode of Thriving Entrepreneur. I want to ask you a question. Are you a powerful presence? Do you portray power when you're talking with people? Now, I'm not talking about, you know, do you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in, you know, the Conan years, but I'm talking about do people feel the electricity of your presence? We're going to talk more about that, but I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the VTech Four Line Small Business Phone System. Um, you know, this besides being the most affordable way to have a business phone system for your house, this thing is so flexible. It gives you the ability to start out as a solopreneur, having one phone on your desk with one phone line. I mean, heck, it could be your home phone. We've all been there. Um, you know, and you can expand up to having four individual lines. You can have multiple extensions. You can have up to 10 individual phone sets that are as easy to hook up as plugging in a lamp. If you can plug in a lamp, you literally can build your phone system. Uh, some of us that have been around for a while know how hard it used to be to have a business phone system. Now it's just literally that easy. So I urge you to check out the VTech four-line small business phone system. So we were talking, and we want to talk today about your presence. Do you have a powerful personal preference? Um, now, the first question that comes up with that is, what do you think about yourself? Um, what kind of a persona do you share with the world? Because I'm, I'm telling you all the time, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. But if you're not sharing that with the world, if you have excuses that always come before your presentation, you are actually literally robbing the world of what you were put here for. And I think it's so important. I've heard this so many times, and it's so impactful. We need to all grasp a hold of the concept that it was never about us. It's about the people that we were sent here to serve. So to help me with this, I am, and, and you guys really do have to check out IMDB because it, it is going to amaze you, the person that's coming on as a guest here today. I'm joined by a person who is a well-known daytime actress. She's been on TV shows, many of them that you're going to be like, oh, wow, I love that show. She's been a radio host, a product spokesperson, and she's also a wildlife advocate. The founder of Charisma on Camera Training and Horse-Powered Consultant and the author of Impact, Secrets to a Powerful Personal Presence on and Off Camera. I'm talking, of course, about my special guest today, Sandra D. Robinson. Join me in welcoming Sandra. Hi, Sandra. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Steve. I really appreciate it. I love your attitude that we are all here put for a purpose. So we're in alignment on that. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Um, as I yeah. was saying, off camera, uh, camera, that's funny, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, 
I cheated. Uh, I looked up your IMDb to, to learn more about you. But for, for folks who aren't sitting in front of their computer and can't jump over there real quick, tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you to where you are right now? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I, I'll tell this in a slightly different way than I usually do because you mentioned IMDb, and if anybody is looking at it, that's a lot of times I have to admit that my history in the industry, I, I worked primarily, people would recognize me from daytime soap operas. So I've done, you know, over 13 years of soap operas. And I started when I was, started in the business when I was 11, and I got my first national show in New York, which was another world, when I was just turned 18. So um, I did Another World, Sunset Beach, Bold and Beautiful, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, a uh, new media show that had been Emmy-nominated for the past two years, which was exciting, called The Bay. A bunch of us from daytime have gone into new media and put that show on. It's called The Bay, the series. I had a small role in that because I was so busy actually working with my businesses. And then I did nighttime shows and guest star things, and you can see all that if you wanted to look it up on IMDb. But that really kind of opened the doors for me as far as speaking and um and meeting people, and it, it created an influence and a power, sort of, for me when I started a company. But the reason that I teach what I teach, which is essentially, I've been dubbed a charisma coach, and I sort of laughed at it at first. <laughs> I, I did some media outlet, and they put charisma coach under my name, and I was like, oh, that, my, that was my lower third, as we call it, right? And I was like, well, okay. And in a way, I guess that's that's what I did. It started with charisma on camera, helping experts get comfortable when they had to get in front of a TV or video camera. And the reason that I do that, the reason that I help people understand that they're here for a purpose, that they're worthy, and that they have an impact that God designed them to make, and they are uniquely qualified to do that, um, that is so important to me because I had to go through a really tough learning of that myself. I was very, very shy as a child. I actually hid behind characters in puppets and, and then um, and then plays. And then, obviously, in my career, I chose to hide behind characters. And I think I was so afraid to be anything but someone else that that was all I saw for myself. That was all I thought I could do was act. And I was very lucky to be able to support myself doing that. I never had to wait tables, which is great because I was horribly shy and a bit clumsy and um, really did not have control of my emotions, so I would have been offended or ended up crying. <laughs> I look at how some people treat wait staff, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I tip really well. So I think I think it was because of everything that I had to go through that I'm able to take all of the lessons, life lessons, and the, the things that I put myself through. And we'll talk a bit about that because I know that you understand the value of self-development and everything from reading books, getting a coach, having mentors. In my book, I talk about building a team, and and that's a big part of the team. I really think that you should be constantly improving and searching yourself. And, and one of the things I talk about, too, is story, which hopefully we'll get into. Everybody has a story or the story they think is their story. And a lot of times it takes someone from the outside to look and go, wow, this is exceptional. You have an incredible story over here, and we sometimes don't even tell that. Like even today, honestly, when you said I looked up your IMDb, I kind of forget sometimes, and I told you this, I kind of forget that there's stuff on my IMDb that I haven't even talked about but people recognize. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I did do that. I've been working since I was a teenager. I mean, 
that's sometimes I have to remind myself, and we all have to remind ourselves that we've done things that, that we tend to forget about, but to someone else that could mean something to them. And we have to share ourselves and share the stories, and, and we are all capable of doing that. So I love what I do because I love to be able to reconnect people with their strengths and open their vision up to what might actually be possible for them. So I love it. And I love yeah, and I love how you said that because so often I find when we're when I'm talking to people, even you know people like yourself in, in the pre-interview, we all tend to diminish ourselves because we're comparing ourselves to somebody else, and there's always somebody that's done something that we wish we could have been, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's always a, yeah. a bigger actress, you know, a a, a yeah. better business coach, those kind of things. Um, but let's talk a little bit about that powerful personal pre- presence. Um, you know, what does that mean? I will definitely, but, you know, that kind of ties in with what you just said, and I don't want that to go by. When you're talking about we compare ourselves to other people, um, we really do. Guys do it. Women do it. You know, women will go, yeah, women do that. But guys do it too. And one of the, I mean, growing up in an in the industry that I grew up in, auditioning is so, I went, when I left the business for a little bit and I came back, I actually found the audition process and the comparison that actors do to other actors in that room before you walk into the audition there's always a waiting room, and and I had to laugh because there's always somebody that has a stronger presence, and they do get the they do have an advantage. Okay, it just depends on how they use it. But there's always going to be somebody too that is thinner, that has worked more, that is blonder, that has longer legs, that has higher cheekbones. There's always going to be somebody that's funnier, you know, that knows the the casting director, that's been on the show before you, like. There's always going to be something that you could be comparing yourself to and put yourself down before you even step in the room. And uh, what, I, what I work on in building that powerful personal presence, which goes right into your question, is actually maybe acknowledging that other people have great cards as well. We're all dealt hands of cards, you know, when we're, when we're born. Some of them are aces. Some of them are jokers. Some people had a, you know, maybe not the most positive upbringing like myself. Um, I, I was not taught good self-esteem. Um, I had messages that were actually just the exact opposite that came from my mom. My dad was awesome. But to be quite honest, if your mother tells you that life would be better if you hadn't been born um, repeatedly, it, it kind of sets you down at, like, you know, the low end of self-esteem. So I think that um, being able to remind people that we all have those Aces. We all have in that deck of in that in that deck of cards. We hold a hand that has really amazing things in it. So if you're not five foot eight and blonde and long legged and you know all of this stuff, which by the way I'm not describing me. That's the what used to intimidate me when I walked in because I'm not five foot eight. Um, I don't have long legs necessarily, and I would walk in and I would see that and think I can never be that. Well, the blessing is you are not supposed to be that. You are supposed to be you. And when you own everything that you are, that's the good, the bad, and and all of the strengths and the gifts that God gave you, then that is when you can stand in your own power. Once you own all of that and you you learn how to regulate yourself under pressure, and some of that process, we're talking about the comparison, there's pressure there. 
and we put our, we put that we maximize that for ourselves and we can actually lessen that going into an interview going into a negotiation pitching our our product or our business or asking for funds for our business or any of the many things that we do so i had a, a client yesterday that called me up about to do a radio interview like we're doing now and and she gets very anxious you know so she calls me i allow her to call me before she goes into the interview process cuz I need to remind her, not tell her. I need to remind her of her strengths. She's still at that point. And when I said, look, you got this, I threw a couple questions out. She was reminded of what her gifts are and how easily this, this can go. And then we hung up the phone, and I'm sure she did great. I haven't had a chance to talk to her yet. But, but we can all, we all have gifts, and, and that's what powerful presence is. It's really just being who you are on your best day. And and there's a way to access that. Actually it's it's not that difficult. It's very freeing. It's very freeing. Well and we're gonna get into more detail about that freedom uh after the commercial break, but I want to reemphasize what you said because it's so powerful and that's that each of us has our own personal powerful presence it's it's what's good about us and i know there are some people that uh you know they struggle with finding the good parts of them and uh, you know what i always encourage a person to start off with is go to your best friend take your bio to your best friend and rather than having them critique that have them totally rewrite it get somebody that really knows you to write your bio for you and then read about how amazing you are because we always were like yeah you know and then I did this and I did and and we we you know we subtle talk it you know we're like yeah whatever you know uh, whereas in truth the things that you've done, the impacts that you've made on the people in your life are just as important to them as the impacts that people have made on a national scale. So I'm going to encourage everybody to hashtag I am awesome. Now, for those of you who are still (laughs) learning Twitter, Hashtag is the ship sign number three. That's the what we used to call a pound sign, okay? <laughs> um, hashtag I am awesome. We'll be looking for that. You listen to this commercial break, and we will be right back. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best-kept secret? 
Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, you will be a best-selling author, and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an MP3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best-kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. I am joined with Sandra D. Robinson, and we are talking about your powerful personal presence, how amazing you are, and then sharing that with the world. Um, We were talking right before the break about the fact that you are amazing, and you have done amazing things for the people in your life. And what you really need to compare yourself to is how can I be a better version of me rather than how can I be more like fill in the blank here. Um, so, right. Sandra, let's let's kind of jump right back into where we were and talk in more detail about that. Well, I love the I am awesome thing, and I would even suggest other than tweeting it, go ahead and put that up on your mirror. So you actually look at it every day as you're brushing your teeth where it just says I am awesome. I mean – I think that kind of stuff is really beneficial. The first thing that you see is your face, even if with the sleepy eyes and the messy hair and like all that. And then <laughs> I am awesome because you have to love every part of yourself, including how you wake up in the morning, you know. Trust me, when the soap opera stars wake up with the lipstick on and, you know, the hair all perfect, you know, it, that's not real. <laughs> that does not happen in real life. So you just have to love yourself for for who you are. We do not wake up with perfect lighting and lashes perfectly curled. Okay, so 
just love yourself, and I would love to just have that posted on everybody's mirror today. That would be great. The I am awesome. Um, the, you, you know, we, you when we talked to you during the, the break. With the, I was just going to say, you what? mean you don't walk around with the halo light behind you everywhere you go? <laughs> no, but I will tell you, like, a little tip, a little side tip. Because people know that I started my first company, Charisma on Camera, and, and I, you know, a lot of you would say, how do I make, I don't have a budget, how do I look good in my videos? And, and of course, I get the most important thing is, is, you know, the work that you do for yourself. That, that's most important. But one of the most practical things is you want to face the brightest source of light, but you don't want the light over your head. You know, lighting is hugely important. You kind of want to go for a news anchor or soap opera lighting, even if you're using natural light. Try to find something that lights your face evenly. You don't want to be backlit. You don't want to have a bright light to the side of your face. It's going to show all kinds of wrinkles and, you know, things. And and don't shoot outside at noon. Then it's going to be really bright, harsh light. Like there are certain things, bounced light off of a white building, Facing that, you, it, you can look gorgeous. Lighting is hugely important. And I always tell people that's one of the most important things about feeling that you look good in your video. Notice I said feeling that you look good because you can shoot something, and if you watch it and can't stand to see yourself, you're not going to put it out there. So there's a lot of different elements to feeling comfortable on camera. One of them is knowing how to make yourself look good. And, and I, I always made really good friends with the lighting people when I was working on a show because I know the power they have. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason soap opera people look so beautiful. It's the makeup and the lighting. <laughs> They're not born exceptionally, you know, with exceptional DNA. It's the same as everybody else. We just know how to work it with the lighting and the makeup. It's huge. Um, so we talked about the powerful personal presence, and I, I said to you, you know, off uh, offline here that I wanted to really just make sure that I developed the – you know, the the lessons that I have for charisma slash powerful presence really because I was working with people that wanted to show leadership and build rapport and relationships through the camera lens. But like myself, as I started to work with people on this, it didn't it doesn't just change the way you show up on camera. It really changes the way you walk into a room. And I think, you know, Steve, I'm sure you can think of somebody that you have met that has that sort of presence that as soon as they walked in the room, you just kind of knew. And when you talk to them, you feel like they're really there 100%, and it leaves you with a little something. You feel a little exceptional from meeting them. Do you, do you know anybody that comes to mind like that? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we talk about it all the time on the show. Um, Lisa Nichols is such yes. an amazing speaker, and I swear to you, she could read you her grocery list. You know, I need eggs and <laughs> milk, and and you would be like, oh, I'm so inspired. I need to go buy eggs and milk. <laughs> you know, I mean, she just is one of those people that just has that presence with the first word she says. Yes. And, you know, Lisa is Lisa. There is no one else that can be Lisa. And But one of the things that, that – and we love her for that. But, again, to go back, don't compare yourself. But the thing that, that Lisa has is she really does own everything that she is, and she is present because as – Sandra Yancey actually has something that she said a couple of times during the conference, and I loved it, which is if the past pops up, ignore it. It has nothing new to offer you. 
And mm-hmm. other than the lessons, right, that you have probably already implemented, it really doesn't have anything to offer you. So to be in the moment just means to own everything that those lessons have made you today. And I think that's the thing that Lisa really embodies is she owns her story, every bit of it, and she just seeks to connect. And she is, she has something that I think is very, very magnetic. And if you are, if especially for somebody in your situation, Steve, if anybody wants to host a show and interview, um, she has what Diane Sawyer calls as insatiable curiosity. When you meet Lisa, I think she just has this, you really feel that she wants to know about you. And she has that, that sense of insatiable curiosity. And if you come at somebody with that curiosity, that wanting to know about them, there's really, there's really nobody that's going to back away from you. It's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful quality to have, and particularly for those people that are looking to interview or something to think about if you're being interviewed. Um, that openness is really, really attractive, and she has that. And you really have to be comfortable with yourself so that you can open up like that. So there may be some people listening going, wow, I'm not ready for that, and that's okay. You may still be at the acceptance stage. And, by the way, you never fully leave that stage, right, Steve? You're constantly learning things about yourself and go, all right, that's how I am. I accept it. I will improve it, you know, if I can, or I will just own it. And we're always learning. I don't think that self-development ever, ever changes. Never goes away. Oh, it, it, yeah, it definitely doesn't. And and the thing about it is, is we come to, at every point in our life, a realization of something. And what we realize is, is that we've been hiding a particular aspect, often even from ourselves. You know, we'll tell ourselves a story about something that happened in our childhood, and it's always been that way. And then you'll be sitting down and looking at it, and you'll be like, wow, I never really looked at it from that standpoint. You know, like for because, for example, uh, you know, you never were a parent of a teenager before and now you have your own teens and and all of a sudden the things that happened when you were a teen are in a really different light than they used to be um and it's that owning like you said before of of our whole life everything that happens and then just owning it i mean that's what lisa does more than anything else is she just puts yeah. it out there. She's just like, you know, this is this is what happened. It wasn't a good thing. I loved it, though. She was telling a story, and she's like, that's okay, wait. The story ends really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's hard sometimes because, quite honestly, when I started working with people, I went to, as, as I said, I, I, started, I started going for everything, and I went to a workshop on, how to tell your story, right? A gazillion years ago, it seems like. And I sat there. It's so funny because this is me before any of the self-development, right? And and I just knew that I was really falling apart when I had to be myself. And I had a fan following doing the soaps in particular because soaps were hugely popular. My character was always one of the lead I was always one of the lead roles. So I always I seemed to have really good fans and I'm so grateful for that. But whenever there'd be a charity event or even a product that um, people thought that I would bring my fan base to, I would find myself in a situation where they would they would say, "Oh, sweetie, just be yourself," and I wanted to be mm-hmm. somebody else. 
So I would fall apart. I mean, people talk to me about stage fright. I not only would forget what I had to say, I'd forget my own name. My knees would knock so hard that I could hear the fabric of my pants slapping together. My hands would shake. My voice would get all squeaky. And I would drive home crying, you know. I did this all the time over and over. And finally, I, you know, when it gets too painful, you change. So I finally said, okay, I'm either going to just quit everything that I'm doing because I want to be able to give back to people. I have this platform where I'm visible, and I want to be able to work with that. I don't know anything else I can do, so I need to better my what I thought was my performance skills. And what I ended up learning was a lot more than that. But one of the first things that I did was go into this How to Tell Your Story workshop. And they went around the room. Now, this goes back to the comparing yourself, right? And just saying that everybody, wherever you, wherever you are, if you're listening to this, you're going to be at a level. You may think you know your story or you may not know your story at all. And I didn't know my story at all, or so I thought. And I sat there while they went around the room. And I have one woman go, well, I teach health and fitness because I had an eating disorder and I went down to 55 pounds. And, you know, I mean, it's, and everybody in the room gasps because it's an incredible story. Mm-hmm. And then the next person goes, and she says, well, I'm a financial expert because I lived in my car for six months, and everybody gasps because it's an incredible story. It's like you see that they seem so dramatic, right? And they come to me, and maybe it's because I did drama for a living. I didn't think my story was all that great. I I had nothing. I had nothing. I'm like, I can't compare with that. I'm just going to go home. And it took me quite a while to have someone on the outside of my life. Like Les Brown says, you can't see the picture if you're in the frame. And a lot of times people really need to have somebody on the outside. It could be, like you suggested, a good friend. It could be, you know, somebody that's really knows what they're doing. And that would be a coach. That would be somebody like myself or or maybe your life coach or somebody that you can work with. This is what I do. I, I sit with people and I go back to their childhood and I find out what makes you tick. What are you all about? What, you know, what stories in your life really had you on a high? They, what were your, like I call them aha moments, right? What were the things in your life that lit you up? And, and build your story from there because there are pieces of your story that are so powerful and will help people to connect with you like you have no idea, but you may be afraid to say them. You may be just sticking to, hey, I won this award. I've been working in my industry for this long. I had this company hire me, and I have all these accomplishments, and I went to this school. That doesn't strike an emotional connection with somebody. And emotional connection is what relationships are quickly made from, and relationships are what are, what are going to be fueling your business. And fueling your media, if you want to get into media, they're going to be fueling your speaking career. They're going to be really enriching your life. That's what relationships do. So what I teach, yes, will help you show up better with your message, but it's really going to help you to build relationships from a very honest and authentic place. And um, that's what you get from Lisa Nichols. You know, and she probably had somebody sit on, you know, and and talk to her about her life and how to tell it at some point. Now that's what she masters. But we all got to start somewhere. Absolutely. It's so important for us to remember those things that we try to hide are the very things that will connect us to other people. Now, you may not just want to take your deepest, darkest secret and speak it on a YouTube video or from a stage the very first thing. 
Dr. Joy talked right. about uh, in the episode we did that to find your speaking voice and to find your writing voice, that you need to, uh, you know, invest your life in some close personal friends that you can trust, but you need to begin to yeah. tell that story. Now, here's the advantage that we bring with podcasting. This show is pausable. So go ahead and hit the pause button if you need to. Call a friend. Ask a friend or do it during the commercial break if you can do it that quickly. Ask them to tell you two or three things that are amazing about you. You need to hear that. So you need to do that right now. And we'll play the commercial, and then we'll all be right back in just a couple of minutes. So I've been asked, who should use the VTech four-line small business phone system? And my answer for you is really, there will become a time when your business is huge enough that you're going to need a large business phone system. But there's no time like now to start with the VTech system. And the reason is, is because whether you have one line or you have four, whether it's just you, you're working from your home office or you just moved into your new offices, what have you, this phone system is designed to help you, to make you sound professional, and to grow with you as you grow. You don't have to get a technology degree. You don't have to hire a technology person onto your staff in order to be able to set it up. If you can plug in a lamp, you can add new phones to your system. You can increase your employees. You can grow your business. You can do all of it with the VTech four-line small business phone system. Check it out today. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who have been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best-kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, you will be a best 
best-selling author, and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an MP3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. Hi, this is Steve, and I'm here with Sandra D. Robinson, and we are talking about your powerful personal presence. Um, and it's so important that you own you. The the place that your power comes from is in the journey that you've taken. Now, I think it's important, and Sandra, you even talked about this while we were um, on the commercial break. I think it's really important that everybody understand that we don't want to just drop bombs on the room and leave them in the middle of our mess. <laughs> you know, we do definitely want right. to share the thing that is the step we just took, not the step we hope to take next. There isn't a whole lot of, you know, I really wish I was, you know, I mean, I've shared with everybody, uh, I'm on a weight loss journey. uh, But what I usually tell you about is the 70 plus pounds that I've lost so far on the journey, not what the total number is, because we'd all be depressed. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about selling, uh, telling people about the, the pain that we went through. There is incredible value in sharing your story and going to that place that, that we sometimes go, oh, that's too ugly, I could never say that. People wouldn't understand that. They don't want to hear that. When, in fact, that thing that you're afraid to mention might just be it. Like when I'm speaking, I talk a little bit about the messages that my mom gave me. And um, I'll have people, when I say some of the words that my mother gave to me, I'll see, particularly the moms in the audience, just cringe and mouth them, you know, oh, that's horrible. And I said, you know what, it, I'm, I'm grateful that that happened to me, and this is why. And then I, I take them through the journey and what I learned from the experience and how it actually led me to do what I do. You know, I, I understand a lot of what people go through with that negative programming and the, the you know, low self-esteem and stuff because I know how deep-rooted that can be. And so I'm grateful that I had that. But notice you can't leave them hanging in the pain. And that's what I said is when you tell your story, touch on the pain, touch on something that happened, and then realize you're, you're telling the story so you can serve people. Um, and, and that part of your story that's going to best serve somebody, whether you're talking about why you developed your product or you're talking about why you developed your, 
your program like mine, you know, to help people in the same way, it's it's really the process that you went through that you're hoping to kind of include them in and have them go through that same transformation or an equivalent in their life by your product or service, whatever it is that you're offering. So you, you want to touch on the pain so that they know that you get them. That's a really big thing. You tell your story so that people know, like, and, and trust you, as we've all heard. Stories really do elicit instantly a sense of trust in you, particularly if you're being authentic. You know, if you're just telling a story to be the center of attention, that's different. But if you're telling a story from an authentic place, we know that. And the stories were told to us by our parents. I mean, that's the first stories that we ever heard in our lives were told to us by people that care about it. So instinctively, human beings have a sense of trust that just elevates a little bit if you share a story with them. It's just important to not keep people in, as you said, when you drop the bomb, you know, you don't want to keep them there. You want to you want to move them into <laughs> what you learn and what you can share with them so that you can actually serve people with what you offer. In the sales process, we used to teach um, feel, felt, found. I know how you feel. I have felt that way myself. Here's an example of it. And then here's what <laughs> I've found. If you leave them in any one of those other two stages – um, you know, you don't make that connection with it, but when you right. then share with them, and this is what I found, then they can see hope. They can see an outcome um, with that. Um, in point of fact, it, it brings up a question for me. Um, is, is this the number one place, or, or is there a different place where people find themselves losing their personal power in their videoing or speaking process? Oh. We, this is one one of them, just not not getting the message clearly. Um, and and again, a lot of times it takes somebody on the outside. It took me, you know, to to bring somebody from the outside to look at my story. I still hire somebody to write my bio. I give them all the information, and then I have somebody put it together because I'm too close to it. So I look at it and I say, yeah, they write it. I look at it and I go, yeah, I'm happy with that. That looks great. I can own that. I can stand behind that. So, I, But it's hard for me to do it myself. And I think working with um, getting the message correct and, and so that it, it really maximizes what your story is is huge. The biggest problem, I think, for a lot of people is that comparison and getting in their own way before they get there. Um, part of it is not realizing how well you're equipped you know it's that it's that we we put that filter on and a lot of times and i think your audience might be open to this but um i always say i help people to see themselves more like god sees them less like we see ourselves because we put this veil of negative programming over us and we look at what we what we've accomplished, and, and we don't see half of it. We look at our strengths, and we don't even recognize what has been inside of us since we were a kid. And if you go back, I have talked with some people that have had the most horrid childhoods that you could ever imagine. Um, I've talked with children that have been victims of international child trafficking and abusive situations. And to think that even for them, at the age of six or seven, their strengths that got them through are the same strengths that they're now creating a wonderful, fulfilling life with. So if that strength mm -hmm. was an imagination, they're now using that 
current life and creating an incredible life with it. And that's that's really what my goal is. I don't sit there and tell somebody that I'm going to make them super rich because that doesn't mean anything to me. I want people to have an abundant life. I want them to feel just a life of prosperity. And to me, abundance and prosperity is enjoying relationships and and doing the things in life that fuel you and feed you and feed your spirit. And everybody's spirit has to be fed. If you're starving, as we say, starving the spirit, you're going to feel it. And you're not going to be happy. And I have done jobs that have made a lot of money, and maybe people listening know what I'm talking about. You can bring home a paycheck, but you can't bring home happiness if you're in the wrong situation. So really, I think that the thing that people make the biggest mistake in is trying to be somebody else and and not really tapping into what they, what they naturally have. Um, we're all incredibly gifted, you know, uh, God didn't make junk, and there are stuff inside of us that is so beautiful, and sometimes we think we have to be something else. I had a client, and I tell this story a lot recently, and I don't know why. Maybe she's just on my mind, but I had a client that would put on a suit, and she would go networking, and she said, I walk in the room, I see a bunch of guys, particularly older men in suits, and I just feel so awkward. Well, she had this incredible personality. She was really funny and kind of goofy, and and she had to go in and talk to these people about getting their kids into the right colleges. And she charged a premium for this. I mean, she was charging a lot of money. And she said, I have a problem because my price is high and I look young. And and she was trying to be, you know where I'm going with this. You can picture it. She was trying mm-hmm. to be, appear older, wear her suit, be a sophisticated person. And that's really not who she was. She's brilliant. She's brilliant at what she does. She connects with the kids. She connects with the parents in a very wonderful, childlike, not childish, childlike, awe-of-the-world kind of way. And that's her. And so I said, first of all, get out of your suit. Don't put on a jacket. Put on a dress. Look professional. Wear a dress that you can move in because she likes to move and use her arms and kind of be goofy. I said, walk in and start a conversation with something other than the words, what do you do? I said, you're not allowed to say that anymore. And I don't let my people say that when they network. I want you to walk up to somebody and use any other way of opening a a conversation. Just don't ask them what they do because you don't want to put people into a box. And you don't want to be put in a box. So go up and ask them, you know, what's the best thing to happen to you this week? And you'd be surprised how people, when you just ask a question that's slightly off what they expect, they sort of step into being themselves and not being the what that they are there to represent. They are no longer the insurance person. They are, you know, Susie. You know what I mean? That they they are now thinking, oh, she wants to see me as a person, not my label on my on my name tag. And there's something really beautiful about that. She didn't even make it ten feet in the next networking event that she did. She said, I talked to almost everybody in the room. They all walked up to me. Mm-hmm. And all it was was being herself. Her business picked up. She's enjoying life more. She's got better. It's easier for her to build relationships because she's coming from an authentic place. She's not trying to be the professional that you thought she should be. I did the same thing. I think everybody has done that, where you step into a role and you try to play it, and the best role that you can play is is you. No one else is going to do it better than you. And we need you. I mean, we all, we've, we've talked about it several times during the show, about the person or persons that we compare ourselves to. The thing about it is, is you know, Lisa's amazing. We've talked about her and, and lauded her ability. But the world has a Lisa Nichols. 
we don't need Lisa Nichols part two. Um, you know, she's right. not the beta version and we need a 2.0 version now. What we the, need the is The sequels you. are never as good, right? The sequels are never yeah. as good. <laughs> yeah. A person really just needs to own all of themselves and be the best you. Bring you. Um, to, to, to repeat what, uh, you know, what, uh, several people have said on the show, you need to do you, you know, just, just do you be the best you, you can be. Uh, before we go any further, Sandra, I would really like to give people an opportunity to go deeper with you, to connect with you. What, it, what can a person do to uh, learn more from you? I, I appreciate you asking and, and absolutely anybody that's listening, if there's any way I can help, even if it's just getting on the phone and chatting, brainstorming, um, you know, if I end up working with you, fantastic. If not, we can brainstorm and get you some ideas for how you can get your message together or create a bigger picture for yourself. Um, more than willing to do that. And you can find me, you can connect with me through Charisma on Camera is still the original website. Um, SandraDRobinson.com is the one that we are building. Um, that should be up, and I know you may put this on podcast or replay, but after September 15, 2015, that should be up. We have a temp the old temporary site is still up for that, but that's a beautiful way to reach me. And um, you can really see some videos and things on YouTube, find me on Facebook. I'm even on Instagram now, I'm doing LinkedIn. You can find me in all those places, and it's a great way to connect with me. Facebook, I'm probably on more than anything else. I spend more time on Facebook, um, just reading other people's posts, so connect with me there. And I know, Steve, you and I just connected. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, that's that's awesome. So now I get to kind of keep up with you, and and um, I'm a big big fan of staying connected. So um, love to know what people are up to. There's right now I always have something that I give away for free, particularly on the Charisma on Camera site, and that right now is uh, two two chapters of the book, Impact, Powerful Personal Presence on Camera and Off, will be launched um, at the end of this month, the end of September. And it's in free sale now. And you have the rough draft. I mean, this is not even completely edited, but you have the, the tease tease sitting up there uh, on the Charisma on Camera site. And I welcome you to go and, and just take those those couple chapters and, and learn what you can from that. Uh, if you want to buy the book, great. Want to work with me, that's awesome too. I just want to be there to support you and, and allow you to step out in a big way because I know you can. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you're going to show up and on TV or in the media, maybe the impact that you're designed to make is a little quieter, but just as powerful. I just want to support you in what that is and help you sometimes learn what that is. It took me a while to figure it out. So charismaoncamera.com or coming soon, yes. sandradrobinson.com. We'll look forward to that. Yes. Um, awesome. So let's leave people with something practical that they can do right now, today. What's a couple of things that a person can do to begin to really live within their personal power today? I'll give you two things. Um, one of them is mental and one of them is physical. And like I said, this will change the way you show up if you're doing a video or, or an interview on camera, but also change the way you just present yourself when you order your latte at Starbucks. I want you to take a moment, think back when you were a kid, when you were six or seven years old. What were you doing that made time stand still? Because usually there's something in that. I will have people tell me I was, I was playing a sport. Okay, was it a team sport? Or was it a, was it something you did on your own? What was it about that sport that got you excited? Was it was it organizing it? Are you organizing now? 
Was it managing the other players? Are you managing now? Um, if it was a creative outlet, are you being creative now? For me, it was a creative outlet. And at one point, someone asked me this question, and I burst into tears because I was working on my business, and I had no creative outlet whatsoever. And I was starving my spirit, like we mentioned earlier. So uh, that's something, I mean, that's something we can talk about on the phone. If you wanted to reach out to me, send me an email, and we'll set up a quick time to talk. I can talk you through that. But your gifts have been showing up all along. So think back on what, what, what were the moments in your life that were the highest points for you? What were you doing? What were, there'll be a theme there. And I talk people through this in the book. That's one of the exercises I spend some time on. And it may take some time to do the whole thing, but it's worth it. But for now, think about when you were six or seven, what were you doing that lit you up? Is there still something about that that's showing up in your life? And then the physical part of that is realize that not only does the way you hold your body affect the way people perceive you, it affects the way you perceive you. So put your shoulders back. And, you know, Amy Cuddy does, uh, in 2012, did a, a video you can find on YouTube. And I just sent this to a client yesterday because she, you can actually see her talking about this. And I'm a big proponent of, of putting your body in the right position to feel powerful because you can't feel powerful if you're slouching over. If you've got your arms closed, you've got to open up your heart, put the shoulders back, stand up straight, and be accepting to people. So people will talk about charismatic figures like Ronald Reagan and JFK. I'm working with a political uh, client right now, and he says, those are two of my favorite people, and I want to be like them. And I said, well, when they went and shook somebody's hand, their hearts were open, their heads were up, their eyes were looking into the other person's eyes. Just practice that. If you're not, if you don't feel that you're strong in that, practice that for a day or two and see how different people will treat you. If you walk in the room with that sort of energy, that you are open and available and you exude that confidence, you, you just may find that people will react to you in a very different way that will get you fired up about where you can go. Well, and don't forget to put on your mirror, I am awesome. I am I loved awesome. That. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that tip, you know, and, and the insight that you gave with it because it really is the best time to remind yourself you're awesome is first thing in the morning, bleary-eyed, hair's a wreck. You know, that's the time to realize yeah. that you're here for a reason. You're, you're special because you're you. And, you know, if it makes you laugh to look at yourself in that state, you know, I mean, we all have days when we wake up, I toss and turn, my hair will be like straight up, I'll see that, I am awesome, I laugh my butt off, but that's mm -hmm. fine, laugh at yourself, that's part of the whole process, you know, and know that despite the fact that your hair is going all askew, you are awesome, and you are perfectly mm -hmm. equipped to make the impact that God designed you to make, you are perfectly equipped. Absolutely. It is so important that we remember that the true definition of the word humility, you know, the word that we have all taken to mean uh, diminishing yourself, the real actual definition of the word humility is to have a right perspective of yourself. And for being you, you are perfectly you. You are awesome at being you. And when you stop comparing yourself to fill in the blank, whoever else, and begin to just recognize your greatness, then you are actually living truly humble because you are embracing the wholeness of who you are. Do we do we have a, just like 60 seconds that I can touch on that word humility for a moment? Yes. 
self-inspired. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I had this conversation with, with somebody, a fellow speaker, about humility. And, and we do have that perception of, of weakness. And what's interesting is I think the, the best leaders – Always, people always describe him as being humble, having humility, you know, and, and that humbleness. And and I think part of owning who you are is also being able to see the gifts that are in other people. And I, I do a whole talk on actually working with difficult co-stars, um, you know, <laughs> kind of making a joke about what I had to do because not only did I have to, you know, work with people, I had to pretend to love them sometimes. And and that love was not always there. You know, we all have difficult people in our lives or people that might rub us the wrong way, and you go, wow, that person's really, and you compare. Again, you, you judge, you compare yourself against them, and sometimes it's putting them down. And I think part of that humility um, of self is actually being able to look at somebody that is in a situation of their life that where they're outside is showing something that isn't really where their strengths are, and just taking a moment, and this is for you sometimes more so than them, even if you never say anything to them. You may be able to look at them and just go, wow, you know what? They're probably going through some stuff, but, but, and look for a quality in them. If you happen to know them, maybe compliment them on a, on a quality that they have. You know, just say, look, you know, you're brilliant. I know you're going to be able to figure this out. I've seen what you've done. You know, I've seen what you've accomplished. I, I've seen how you build relationships. Or I see, I've, I've, I know that you can, you can handle this. And instead of taking that, that judgmental point of view, you actually find something in them that, that is a beautiful quality. That actually is part of being humble to me, is acknowledging that no matter where somebody else is, that there's something in them that is of incredible value. Again, I think we're all designed to to do what, you know, a great impact here. And some people step into that, and some people unfortunately don't. But there's there's beauty and strength in, in everybody. Um, and I think part of humility is actually being able to look at someone else and acknowledging that while not being threatened by it. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's important for us to just be us and to find the good in other people. To quote uh, Ogmandino's book, um, Face Today with Love in Your Heart. And as each person comes up to you, greet them before they you see them. Inside, say to them, I love you. Now, that was a little bit of a um, a little bit of a license on the exact quote of what he says there, but it's important that we reach that out in love to everyone that we come in contact with. If we're looking to see the best in other people, the best in us will come out as well. Um, and just that quickly, another hour has gone by. Sandra, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time this You're morning. You're very welcome. To, uh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I encourage everybody to join in again uh, next week. Got a? We're going to actually kind of jump start off of this conversation and talk to you more about your personal powerful presence by talking about some specifics you can use on YouTube to make the biggest impact. And remember, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. Kathy and I are here to help you at any point that we can. Go out and live today as a thriving entrepreneur. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, you will be a best-selling author, and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an MP3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best-kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.